a person who identified himself as James Jim Morrison and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News, employed uh, for N MSNBC, and stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon in New York to follow the jury bus. It's extremely serious matter. In a moment for the history books, Judge Bruce Schrader banned cable news network MSNBC from the premises of the Kenosha County Courthouse for the duration of the Rittenhouse trial. After James Morrison, a freelance reporter at NBC News, told police he was instructed by his boss at the network to follow the jury bus, jury deliberations enter their fourth day, Friday. Welcome to the Inside the Rittenhouse Trial podcast. So, Bob, what do you make of an entire cable network, MSNBC, being banned from the courthouse? The real question is whether anybody, journalist or otherwise, is making any attempt to tamper with or influence the jury or intimidate a juror. I don't think you can say that that's what occurred here uh, outside of major embarrassment certainly don't believe any form of criminal prosecution is going to evolve from this to the producer or anybody associated with MSNBC. As we head into our fourth day of deliberations, your thoughts? How do you look at a case that's unprecedented? You know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict, even based on my experience, what the jury's doing at this time. The fact that one juror, at least, wanted to study the jury instructions tells me that they are looking at the fine points of the law with a great deal of scrutiny, that they are really digging into the self-defense language, uh, the imminent, the issue of imminent death or great bodily harm to yourself. In other words, you have to fear for your life at the moment you take life, basically. You can understand why a juror would want to study the jury instructions in silence, maybe at his own home, his or her own home, uh, to just get more comfortable with exactly what it means. If, if I were forced to um, bet money on an outcome, I still think I'm willing to bet that he's guilty of of some of the charges, uh, and they might be um, struggling with one or more of them, but that they've already worked through most of them, and they're down to something else. This is uncharted territory. Uh, think of what it might have been like to be on the Santa Maria with Christopher Columbus. The sailors are getting weary. They ran out of water, and they're looking at at their uh, chief saying, Chris, what are we doing out here? Well, let's just go to the end of that flat earth line over there and see what we have, because it's too late to turn back. We'd never make it. And so in this case, it's too late to turn back. We have to see it to its end, ugly or not, as the judge sort of put it. What are the possible outcomes here? Will the judge ask them where they are? The dynamite charge is an instruction to the jury that they need to um, 
come to a unanimous verdict and, and make every effort to do that. That's usually done when a jury throws their hands up in the air and, and says to the judge, we're deadlocked. Do I think the dynamite charge could be given to this jury at this point? I don't think a judge is going to do that. I think we're, we're, we're very close to a tipping point where everybody's going to feel exasperated. And he's probably waiting for the jury to make its move rather than him taking the initiative to tell the jury to hurry on up. Is it possible that a jury, the jury could have reached unanimous uh, consensus on um, each, uh, on some of the charges, but not all of them? Absolutely. And so the the jury might be hung on one or more counts and unanimous in their verdicts on the remainder, in which case the the, the court can accept unanimous verdicts on some but not all, and there could be mistrials declared on the remainders, in which case they could very likely be retried. The defense is not going to plead them out to something left over on the plate if they feel that the uh, charges that he was convicted of or could be convicted of, uh, they can reverse on appeal. The likelihood of this case being around for quite some time after whatever happens in that jury room is very good. The Inside the Rittenhouse Trial podcast is a production of WGTD. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Troy McDonald, with analysis by attorney Bob Sfashati. We'll see you next time. Thank you.